0: There is an evil empire on the horizon, and it is coming for us, and it is called Disney. Well, are they evil or are they not? That is the discussion we're going to have, because Disney has now closed a $71 billion acquisition of Fox's entertainment business. And that means, just get the evil, just crank that evil, I love that. Uh, You got Cinderella, Simpsons, Doctor Strange... Star Wars, X-Men, you name it. If there is something that uh, evokes a a warm nostalgia for you, Disney owns it now. So to talk about this from two different perspectives, one from a financial perspective, because on the business side, this is very, very interesting in terms of what Disney is positioning itself to do and whether or not it can succeed with this kind of business for that, we're joined by Lyle Stein, who is the managing director at Vestcap Investment Management, and to talk about the cultural impact of all of this, of all of these properties under one roof, and under one corporation, Mira Estrada, who is a culture expert and host of Cultured Pop Culture Show on Global News Radio. Lyle, Mira, welcome. Nice to be here. Thank you. Lyle, let's start with you and the business of this. What do you see?
1: Well, there's uh, the, the interesting thing here is that the entertainment world is now seeing the, I would say, uh, over-emergence or, or the development of the over-the-top delivery method. We all grew up with three networks in the U.S., you know, a couple, three networks in Canada – now we have these over-the-top networks called Hulu, Netflix, and now coming at the end of this year, Disney Plus. And what the Disney Fox merger basically does is put more content into the over-the-top pipeline for subscribers to look at. So you know, it's it's really it's another Netflix that's coming down the pipe with a lot more entertainment and option optionality behind it, including movie. Uh, uh, theme parks and cruise lines and the like.
0: Sure, and you have that scale then to apply there. And that over-the-top situation, as, as we have more players coming into it, we have Crave now here in Canada, we have, we have Netflix, as you mentioned, and Hulu, which is not available here, but there's a big stake that I guess they, Disney gets in this. All of that now is beginning to segment the market weirdly. It, it, it's almost, in a way, back to you know the three networks, except for now they're all over the top.
1: But the interesting thing is, as a consumer, we have to be, I would say, excited about this because now we have choice. We can go to uh, Prime, we can go to the Disney Channel, we can go to the other over-the-tops and pay for what we want as opposed to having to eat what the cable companies are forcing down in our packages. And so that's creating choice and ultimately you know Disney they're saying is going to be cheaper than Netflix so you may be able to watch what you want cheaper as a result of having a stronger competitor in the market
0: Mira do you agree is this good for uh for consumers is this good for even our culture to have all of these entities now under one corporate roof
2: No so I I'm I find it a little unsettling because if you look at Disney, it's already focused on i'm looking at it from a like theatrical standpoint it's focused on making films large scale like they are in the blockbuster business, which leaves little room for those mid budget dramas and comedies and so post merger it doesn't it's not they would not entirely kill those adult fox films, which they're known for. But they're not necessarily going to be their priority and what's concerning is that that's going to really limit that type of storytelling and that type of storytelling opportunities because they don't necessarily fit in with Disney's brand if you look after all this is a studio that has built decades-long sustainable brand without ever releasing R-rated movies and so you know um, it all comes down to the release schedule Disney already has a hard time slotting in films, the limited amount of films they release a year and giving them a fair shot at financial success. So Dumbo, if you look at Dumbo, Dumbo is coming out next week. It this was is the ready, new Tim Burton film. Yeah, and that was ready for release end of 2018, but it was pushed back so it wouldn't clash with their Nutcracker or Mary Poppins' Returns release. Now we throw on top of that the Fox films, Fox had 16 releases in 2016. They had 13, respectively, 2017, 2018. Um, And they cater to a much wider audience. Some hits, some flops. But, you know, you think, will Disney now force Fox into that same way they do with their subsidiaries like Marvel and Pixar, saying now you're only responsible for a set number of films. But they're expected to hit those big box office benchmarks. Because Fox, um, if you look at it, they're much more prone to those award winning contending films, those thought provoking, sometimes controversial, the varied stories. If you look at this year's Oscars Alone, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Favorite on the festival circuit movies like The Hate You Give Widows, diverse Directors, characters, cast, um, you know, Last Year Under the Fox Searchlight Banner, The Shape of Water, Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, The Post. My fear is that those types of films are not going to be a priority, um, which is...
0: Lyle, let me let me just. I want to bring in Lyle here because you know, I think you make it an interesting point on the cultural side. That then, if you know Disney, first of all, smooths over all of the bumps in you know whatever kind of um, you know movie or, or television or whatever sort of you know thing that they're putting out because it has to fit within their brand, as Mira says, and then also because they own so much of the production now that they can then restrict and uh, close the you know, the tube of delivery, especially to the movies, to be able to say, well, no, no, we want to space out all of our big blockbusters. Lyle, do you see that, that that, that this is a conglomerate that is now cornering the market that way?
1: Uh, no, I would beg to differ with that view. I think this is probably the entertainment world. and You know, let's go beyond movies, because Disney also has ESPN. The entertainment world is huge. It's massive, and the barriers to entry are not tiny but they're not huge either and remember a lot of a lot of movie production is it's a competitive business the producer and the director uh or in the script writers take them around and shop them around to the various studios and so that which the new disney fox won't fill, there's lots of other studios that very well may and so to say that we won't get what we've had is i, I think that's a little bit strong statement and like i said it's a it's a hyper competitive field Um, You know, way too many wannabe movies are out there, and ultimately, which ones work? That's what the studios do, and, you know, whether it's a Lionsgate or a Universal or a Fox or a Disney, that's the marketplace.
0: Mira, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I I do want to talk about uh, the fact that we have all of this this cultural, you know. we, we, We live in the time of concentric circles where, you know, today's, you know, news is tomorrow's nostalgia, and the day after is a touring Broadway show written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It seems like it's faster and faster and faster. So, like Star Wars, for example, you know, it is not, obviously has in the Disney tent, and they're making as much money as they can from it. it. Is do you see that as a problem?
2: Yeah. So it's it's like so that's sort of the formula, right? Like they 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 find the one that works, and then it's number one, number two, number three, like the series. So there's also that fear of not going after original. Um, um, Originality is lost in all that, and original storytelling. Um, That's true. I also also think from also a reviewer and reporter perspective, there's a a thought uh, to be made there because there could be an impact on free press. Because if you think about when somebody has that much control because, this all like the scope of this, they've also have stakes now internationally in studios like such as Fox India. Like so the merger of these two giants actually gives Disney an unprecedented forty percent control over worldwide box office. So as a journalist or critic now, when you're doing your job, you might be thinking, is the fate of what I'm doing tied up in whether this corporation thinks I'm being nice to them? Um, which can be a very real your um, <laughs> relationship. I've worked with, I've worked with studios for years. Like it yeah. is a very well, that, no, that's a real
0: thing. You yeah. got to you got to be nice to the mouse. We're out of uh, runway, and the film is uh, winding up. Lyle Stein is managing director at Vescap Investment Management, and Mira Estrada, culture expert and host of Cultured Pop Culture Show on Global News Radio. Thank you, both of you. For being with us, we're talking about Disney and how Disney is taking over everything.